hey, hey, hey. Let your spirit. Hey, episode 66. All right, thank you. What are we going to do when we get to 666? I ain't saying that. No, we I'm not saying that over. at all. No, I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> she said we got stuck over. We just got reset. We just going to skip 666. We just go, yeah, episode 667. Like, what's happening? Can't play around with that. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... Eswina Allen. And we are Real Church Matters because Real Church Matters... Oh, I said it wrong. We are Real Church Matters... Where we, we talk, talk real, real church, church matters, matters because real church matters. Real church matters. As I said, I'm here with the wonderful, beautiful, vivacious, vivacious, another one, effervescent, another one, intelligent, another one, wise, another one, holy, hey God, sanctified, <laughs> sister in the faith, Antoinette Allen. <laughs> Of Go Do Likewise, tell them where they can meet you and talk to you and reach out to you and not harass you in Jesus' name. You can check out any of my old articles at likewiselife.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Go Do Likewise. All right. Real Church Matters, you can go to realchurchmatters.com. Right there, there's the links to the episodes, to Go Do Likewise, to even some of the merchandise that we still sell. Um, We appreciate those who have purchased um, you can also listen to us either by SoundCloud or by iTunes as well. I know people have their preferences for either one. It doesn't matter to us. Just listen and share it. Mm-hmm. Retweet, like, post it. Share information with other people. Tell them about the podcast. Uh, also, if you have questions, feel free to go to askme at realchurchmatters.com. That's askme at realchurchmatters.com. Did you give your email? I can't remember. Joey, you still can't remember. I think it's talk at likewiselife.com. Absolutely. I think that's what it is. It's talk at likewiselife.com. So ask us questions. Reach out to us. I mean, not harass us, but uh, you can say you disagree about something or you need more clarity. I don't know everything, but I'm also very much interested in having conversations. Yep. That's all. Um, What else? Oh, if you would like to support us. Uh, monetarily uh, that, that helps us to do the deal with the subscription costs to do all the podcast stuff and as well as try to give gifts and, and thank yous to each and every person that supports you can go to patreon.com forward slash real church matters we uh, also do a little more matters which we make available to anybody who gives at least a dollar and on those they're very interesting and a little more behind the scenes about the conversations and that's it. I'm so thankful to each and every person that listens, those who've been reaching out and sharing, those who've been telling me like, hey, man, this is really a blessing to you. That's what it's all about. Because guess what? It's not about me. And believe it or not, it's not about you. It's obedience over audience. But since we have an audience. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. I never missed that. I, I, lo- I love having you here, Antoinette. I'm sorry, I get a little teary eyed. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop. Oh I, I, he always does this, guys. Now I gotta tell you. It'll be at the most random times. I'm a crier. Sorry. But I was fake crying this time. But I was about to say. <laughs> but I, I love Philip. Appreciate Philip whenever he's here. Man, y'all episode. It's always cool, but I, I'm trying to mix it up. So sometimes you'll hear Antoinette. Sometimes you'll hear special guests. I got a ton of special guests coming. Hey. Um, But I'm always just, I love taking it back to the 
The Basics with Antoinette, <laughs> Letitia Allen. Yeah, you and Phillips, man, y'all. He's. I didn't even know he knew that much. I'm like my own brother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't man. Know he was that wise. I, know. I didn't know he was gonna be judged for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's I know how he was gonna be judged for all that knowledge. That's how it works. But he man. will be. We so, love you, Phil. Shout we, out to We love Phil. you. Shout out to Philip. And episode 65 was crazy. I, I'm all, I, I mean, I'm a fan of Escape Route. And hopefully one day you'll be reading a book called The Escape Route. Mm. Mm. One day. Episode 66 is about gossip. Gossip. Do we do we have a uh, a particular um title for this? Maybe one will come up because sometimes we'll talk about it and then you'll say like a bar and we'll be like, that's the title. That's the title. We'll, we'll do it like that because yeah. right now it's just gossip. <laughs> right, yeah. Right now it's, it's just a, a certain topic like addiction. Yeah. I couldn't think of nothing you clever about it. Yeah. It's like I can't play with y'all on this one. Addiction. Yeah. This one is like gossip. All right. So uh, there's tons of scriptures about gossip. And of course, all of you know gossip is wrong. But ultimately, we still live in a world where people decide to open their mouths in a slanderous way about other people. Yes. The people they love, the people they don't, and everybody in between. Yeah, and I think my conversation with you is kind of like, how do you know the difference? Like, you can't go through your life not talking about anyone, period. Not ever saying nobody else's name or situation out your mouth. That's just not realistic. Yeah, it's not. And it's just like, what is gossip? Where where do we draw the line? (laughs) When does it make that crossover to where it's officially, like, slander? That's funny because you read what is uh, the scriptures, the letters of Paul, and— He's talking about his journey, and he says to them, he's like, hey, man, Demas was with me, but because of his care for this world, he got, he got, <laughs> he got, he got yeah. like He just let them yeah. know. But he let them know for a reason. For a reason. He let them know to segue into something he wanted to reaffirm in them. And, and it's hard for people to understand it. You know, you may say these things, uh, and you may say, like, you know, I was bringing it up because I want you to pray for them. Or I was bringing it up because it's, it's really bothering me and I'm concerned. But ultimately, don't nobody know the heart you brought it up in, except for God. It's true. And that is the focus. I'm not even here to tell you gossip's wrong because Forrest thinks it's wrong. I'm here to tell you it's wrong because the word says it's wrong. And since the word is a reflection of God, that means God says it's wrong. And so the outward profession of gossip is wrong. But I want you to even think about where gossip comes from in your heart. Because mm-hmm. some of you may say, well, I don't, that's why I don't talk about people. But you're listening to people talk about people. Yep. And some of you say, well, I don't even listen to people talk about people. But your heart is still filled with the dishonesty of hatred and slander that we have towards people. We have to understand it doesn't matter if a gossip word comes out of your mouth. That does not mean that you're not involved in gossip. Yeah. So I want you will know, not me or Antoinette, will know what particular category you fall into. And I've been very proud of myself to say at times that that I used to be a gossiper because that was part of my family's pastime. That now I don't really engage in it. <clears throat> but just because I don't talk about people doesn't mean I'm not thinking about people. 
Yeah, because sometimes it's like you just having casual conversation and people are on your heart and people situations are, you know, on your mind and stuff like that. And sometimes you do just want to let people know so they can be prayerful and things like that. But yeah. like you said, only God knows. Only God knows. That. And then we have to be careful because we are constantly uh, doing things in a therapeutic way. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that one day. I'm going to get into therapy and I got a whole <laughs> podcast I'm doing with that. Yeah, because information is kind of like therapeutic. how, yeah. And we like to spill things. We like to expel. Get we like yeah. to excise mm-hmm. things out of our lives. And part of that is talking about it. Yep. But what we got to understand is that while it is therapeutic and it may make you feel better, it is not you being better. It's not. It is not you operating in the best self as it relates to how God thinks of you. And because of that, we can't just do things just because it feel good. Because it definitely feels good after I have a knockdown drag out with somebody to go and talk to somebody else about it. Yeah, to justify how I was right and that person was wrong. Like, to just cope with what just happened. Absolutely. Coping, justification, validation, uh, just good old-fashioned venting. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a client. She she called me. I thought it was, you know, she needed something. She just proceeded to go on about her family her job. Mm-hmm. She just went through the whole thing. And then she said, thank you for just allowing me to vent. And I'm like, should I send her an invoice? Like, <laughs> yes. what happened? Like, what just yeah. happened? We, we got to have a business meeting after this. Right. Like, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why did I let that happen? Yeah. But that's how I feel like I walk away from too many conversations with Christians feeling like, why did I just let this go down? I don't feel right in my spirit. I right. feel like I just participated in some act that is not right right yeah you felt naughty yeah you do right just like drinking sweet tea and you know you got diabetes Mm. you it tastes good but you feel the guilt of what you just did to your body Mm -hmm. and then you're preparing yourself for the results of that so i already knew like certain things are going to happen because i decided to indulge yeah and that's the same way like we indulge in these things and we're already prepared for the mess that follows yep like going to eat at KFC, I'm already making sure I got toilet paper at home for the mess that follows. We talk about people and spread stuff. And we're never surprised when it gets back to us. We're never surprised when people are hurt. We're never surprised when we're still frustrated and confused and in pain because the whole reality is, is that while it feels very therapeutic to take a mud bath, it's still mess. It's very therapeutic to put a mud mask on. But when you look in the mirror, you still made a mess. And then we got the nerve to pray for people. It's just like you it's poison to your prayer. It's poison. I know we're going to get into it. It's poison. And and let's just start with 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 13 through 14. And we have Paul is talking to, he's giving instructions to the church for how they're to deal with. With people, we have to understand that church is this tightly connected internetwork of people. It is, and we can't change that. We can't change that, and so how you interact within the web of that is important to God because we're a body. Yep. And if your body is attacking one another, you are sick. The whole that's all cancer is. That's all cancer is. That's all any autoimmune. 
deficiencies, AIDS, HIV, it all is the body is tricked into fighting itself. Mm -hmm. And when it fights itself, you suffer, you lose. It's cute for people to quote Jay-Z and say nobody wins when the family feuds. But we got to understand something. Jesus said it before him. The real Hover said it before him. (laughs) He said, what is a kingdom if it's divided against itself? He did. We say we the kingdom of God. We say we're God's people. We say we're royal priesthood. But all we do is say things that divide us and not unify us. Yes, sure. You weren't really praying for me. You weren't really concerned for me. Or your concern would have led you to your knees and not to spreading my mess. Yeah. And you think of like how I was talking about being idle. You take that time of being idle to spread stuff instead of being uh-uh. intentional. It's like we we could really be, you know, ministering with our words. And Absolutely. So that's I'm, what it's for. Let me jump into that since you are you you already in there. I First, thought you read that. No, I ain't even reading. <laughs> First Timothy chapter five, thirteen through fourteen, and he's talking to the church and telling them how to deal with the elderly women. Mm-hmm. And how to deal with the younger women. And he says, he gets to the younger women. And he says, besides that, they learn to be idlers. Going about from house to house. And not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies. Mm. Saying what they should not. not. So I would have younger widows marry, bear children, manage their households and give the adversary no occasion for slander. Now he was talking about older widows and younger widows. Yeah. The older widows take care of them. But the younger widows, they got too much energy. Yep. He's like, I'd rather y'all be married. <laughs> you're, you're too idle. And mm-hmm. with a, oh, he was like a woman with energy, a young, virile, ready to move and talk and engage and, Deal with people. He said, we had to keep her busy. That's right. Because her being idle is dangerous. And he goes on to share why. But the first thing is we have to understand. We have to unlearn being idle. Yes. That's first step. First. Mm. And, and we're not just talking to women here. Though Paul is, nowadays, the... the, the it all blurred together. It's all blurred now. together. Men, because the construct, let me tell you this, the construct of men has changed. Yeah. See, while they were sitting around being idle, these men were hunting. Mm-hmm. They were working. They were gathering. They were teaching. The men had jobs and responsibilities that kept them busy. Yeah, men got a lot of time on their hands these days. Men got a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. The If not more than women. And are gossiping more, if not more than the women. That's true. It's just it's just the sad state of affairs. We can talk about the emasculation of men another time. <laughs> we can talk about it being the uh, one of the main things that is the focus of the enemy and the focus of the system of this world, which is to remove you from your manhood mm-hmm. so that you never walk into your godhood. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother thing. And it sounds crazy just saying it like that, but it'll make sense one day when we get to it. But... Because it's men and women, I'm talking to men and women, and we have to learn to not be idle. Mm-hmm. We don't live and, in the times that where you you have to spend all day hunting to eat. Yeah, and it's even more interesting nowadays because, you know, you become a Christian, you stop doing so much stuff, 
but you transition from doing all that to being idle and it's like you can't you, you got you can't do that you gotta keep yourself busy in the faith though yeah and not don't mean busy in church yeah they don't either. mean busy in church but and we could get to it but the first thing you gotta understand is that if, if you trying to figure out like how do i get how did i get into this place where i enjoy gossip where the impetus on gossip and drama and information and information Honestly, it's just be information has created not and it seems just, so innocent but right, ahead, it's okay. not just a society thing now it's now been a, they've found a way to make it a commodity it is they found a way to make money out of it since they i mean they're going to find a way to make money out of anything that they find that the world wants yeah. and so they found out we want juice yep we want gossip we want tea Whatever y'all want to call it. When you stand at the grocery store line. Since I was a little kid, I used to look at the gossip mags, the Inquirer. <laughs> Knowing that it's not true. <laughs> I would look at it and I still would be interested in it. Yeah. My mother would tell me, I'm like, Brad Pitt has three eyes and he covers up one of them with makeup. And my mother would be like, that's not true. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Barbara Streisand is an alien from outer space. It's not true for us. <laughs> I, can I just read it? Can I say, don't you touch that thing. Yeah. It's foolishness. You don't need to fill your head with that mess, is mm. what my mother would say. Because that's another thing. We love to distract ourselves from our own realities. That's all it is, really, yeah. is us trying to find a way to distract from the realities of life with someone else's reality. Their pain is our entertainment. That's, That's why we love reality TV shows. Yep. The truer, the realer, the better. Oh. I, I realize now that people are having a backlash with reality TV shows because it ain't real enough for them. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like, yeah, it's so scripted. <laughs> you still you still don't you still like it for its foolishness. Mm -hmm. You just wanted the foolishness be to be genuine. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's it's kind of crazy. It's lunacy. I don't watch that show. It's all scripted. Mona Scott don't know what she's doing. It's just let them talk. Like everybody's throwing water at each other. I know that everybody ain't want to throw water. Sister, brother, and I'm, come on, the guys is watching this stuff too. They <laughs> don't say it. certain things. They say love and hip hop, but they won't say yeah. They watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. They be like, yeah, I watch Black Ink. Nah, you can tell when you know somebody's name and stuff. I be like, mm, you are, you you would have to watch that right. to know that person. And literally, name. I'm telling you, you and walk, I'm guilty of. I used to watch that. So stuff. you walk in a room, and people are having conversations about people they never met. Never met. TV not even on at this point. But that's how social media be. People that's not even really in your life, and you just so consumed with their. I hate it. Some I've had dreams about people on social media that I don't even know in real life, it's and I be idle. like. <laughs> It's too much it's idleness. Idle. It's, it's idleness. It is. At this point, I, I, I share with my family, like, make sure y'all have some time where your children get off of the devices. It's true. Because at this point, all of this idleness, when are they going to find time to actually create and develop their gifts and the talents that God has hidden within them? Yeah. When are they going to find a time to grow and mature and have a sense of thought for themselves, have a sense of purpose for if themselves. they constantly plugged in, you constantly plugged in. I don't in. even care if they was plugged in watching gospel. When are they going to form their own opinions of God? That's true. When are they going to form their own relationship with God? If all they do is just filter in what other people's relationship with God is. Yeah. We, we get so... Entertain with gossip that we even enjoy the word of gossip. Mm. 
We just love it. What do you mean the word of God? We even entertain the idea of learning about God, but never getting to know him for ourselves. Wow. Mm. So, so we, we take that same mentality. Same and, mentality. Yeah. We sit and we're, we're entertained yeah. by the rock stars of the faith. Mm. You know what I'm saying? At a certain point, a message is good, but that message should incite me to study, to study and to understand and form a, under, form a conviction for myself. But everything's entertainment at this point. Mm. Everything's entertainment. And so we're, we're, we're dangerously teetering on being these idle people. That even though we're doing, even though we go to work, even though we go to school, even though we come to church, we're still idle in the processes of our minds. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, we can't have these, we can't have these women like that, and we can't be like that because it is the beginning of foolishness. Mm-hmm. They always told us idle hands is the devil's workshop. workshop. Let me tell you this. Forget the devil. Workshop. Matter of fact, okay, let's stick with the devil's workshop. <laughs> the employee of the month in there is you. You, <laughs> <laughs> you the one who's taking advantage of the system of idleness to use for your own gain, your own distractions, your own enjoyment. I said somewhere, I can't even remember where no more, but we're so focused on the creature comforts, we don't even want the creator's comfort. And we miss, we're missing out because we're so interested in what happens when you idle. And people get mad when they can't be idle. Yeah. Now, mind you, these Christians from back then, they was busy. But we get mad when we do too much work. You got you, you got to do a full week of work. You're like, I can't wait till the weekend, boy. So you go home and do so nothing. So you go home and do nothing. So you, you were so pressed to get off of work so you could sit in your car and look at your phone? Yep, pretty much. You need figure. So I've seen people sit at lunchtime and forget to eat their food. After you took a picture of the food, <laughs> it's cold now. Loaded that up, put a caption with it, made sure you had the right emojis and hashtags, sent it to all the other social media apps, <laughs> responded to everybody's questions about what you're eating, where it's at, is it gluten free? <laughs> Is it part of your power 30, your whole 30, your power 30? Is it, are you going to cross crunch after that? After you do all of this, food's done. It's cold. Breaks done. Breaks done. It's back to life. Yeah. And that's the reality of it is all of this because we're idle and we're into idle things. And then the second thing he said was that they not only were they idle, but they turned into gossips and busybodies. Saying what they should not. Mm-hmm. And this is my concern is that the gossiping, people don't even understand why it's wrong. No. We don't understand why it is that we engage in and talking with people, talking about people. It's deeper than talking about them. The problem is we're saying what we should not. Mm-hmm. Now, when he says something like that, if somebody wrote me a letter and said, Force, you're number one, you're idle and you're a gossip and a busybody and you're, you're saying, saying what, what you, you should, should not. not. Who are you <laughs> to tell me what I should and should not say? Mm-hmm. What is he speaking from? Well, he's speaking from the fact that the word of God tells us that we should let no filthy communication. communication. Go ahead. You read the scripture. Come out of your mouth, but only as such is given 
Mm, sorry. But only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Look at that. So that it may give grace. You know what grace is? So that it may show them the honor and the beauty of God. Yeah. You're, we're not showing the glory of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God to people, because what's coming out of our mouths doesn't favor God. No. And it's also another thing about gossip, too, is like it reflects where your heart is at. Like I've had moments where I've said things about a person that I thought I was loving. I thought I was praying for and all this stuff. You start talking about that person and you'd be like, yo, I, I, didn't saw even know I, I didn't even know I felt like that about that person. But yeah. there, there it is. Ain't we that know. ain't the way it's supposed to go. That's the reality is. We're saying things we should not because we're in a place in our hearts we should not We should not be, be. in the first place, yep. And that's where it's, it, when you hear scriptures like that to say, let no filthy communication come out your mouth. He's not talking about the six curse words or whatever it is now. <laughs> He's not talking about you being negative or you saying extremely crude or sexual stuff. He's talking about filthy in respect to it's not from God. Yep. You do know that's what makes us have to be redeemed is the fact that we're not from God Mm -hmm. in the fact that we're born and shaped in iniquity. That is what makes us filthy. We talk about that another time. But the reality is, is that that's filthy communication is things that do not reflect God. And so sometimes people think they're not gossiping just because they're not talking about people. But we understand when you are in a place of saying things that should not be said out of a believer's mouth. Because you called yourself a believer. You called yourself a believer. <laughs> so this is my my tricky thing with this filthy communication. He's talking about a language that should not be fluent. Mm-hmm. The Christian should not be fluent in filthy communication. No. You're the one that told everybody you was a Christian. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell it. I didn't put that on Antoinette. I didn't say, Antoinette, you're now a Christian. you the one that was like, I'm a Christian. I want to do this podcast. Yeah. I want to talk about the world. I want to do all this. And then all of a sudden, we find ourselves in places where we're, we're bilingual. Mm-hmm. I just was talking on the podcast about the goodness of God. And now I'm talking about the badness of Shaniqua. That's true. And we do, especially that post-church uh, little, little uh, what do they call it, Bre- debriefing? It's a church debriefing. <laughs> My family did it. Your family did it. Everybody's family do it. Yeah. It took a lot to get us out of that habit. But Why? But the reality is, is that this is what happens when you're bilingual. Mm-hmm. You are fluent because you grew up in church. You're fluent in church communication. It's true. And then you fluent. In filthy communication. Mm. But you are not speaking the language of love. Well, yeah, like you said, we're not sharing God's grace. How is that? We're, we're, we're shifting the mission. We're not, we're not focused on the mission at hand. His grace, his spirit, his likeness, his power, his glory is not found in your words. If it's not, then you got bigger issues than who you talking about. But it's who you not talking about. Mm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, if you want to really get to this I was this about thing, to ask you, I'm like, how do we, how do we shift the comment yeah, if, if we you, find ourselves in these situations? If you want to get to this thing, you got to start to gossip about God. Mm-hmm. Give them that good God gossip. <laughs> Tell them about his goodness. Let's go ahead to it. Colossians 3, 
16 through 18 says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Let that word dwell richly. If that's the word that's dwelling in you. Remember, it says, as a man thinketh, so so is he. Out of the abundance of the man's heart, the place in which he thinks, the mouth speaks. He's only saying what dwells richly in him. Mm -hmm. People like, I can't help it. I didn't even mean to bring her up. Because it's what's dwelling richly in In you. you. The Mm. word of God is not dwelling in you. True. Like I said, you got bigger issues than gossip. (laughs) Bigger issues than gossip. Because gossip is the symptom, but the disease is that you have a deficiency of the word of Christ. Mm. You are vitamin Christ deficient. That's true. You are. And because of that, you know, they say they can tell what what sickness a person has based on how their breath smell. And it was reading this thing that said 25 sicknesses you could tell by the smell of the breath. Ooh. And then uh, I sent you one of the pieces because it was talking about the smell of other, your urine. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. But, but just smell of the breath, it's like you have a gastric smell a dental smell, all of these different smells that the doctors are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And literally, we can tell what's wrong with you based on the words that's coming out of your mouth. Wait, so sometimes when the doctor checking us up, that's why they try to get close to our face because they be trying I to really smell your I really don't know. I was just reading off a blog. I'm, so I'm not. Brother. Yeah, you got to ask your brother. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask, you know, ask the real doctor. I'm just reading <laughs> blogs. But <laughs> the re- it's interesting because literally what we say out of our mouths Tells us a lot about what dwells in and us. Mm-hmm. Richly. Richly. <laughs> I used to be very good at innuendo. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I never would catch myself. Now I do it sometimes and I catch myself. But it's basically, it was what was dwelling richly in me. I had a very proficient, healthy amount of what? Sexual innuendo dwelling within me. Mm-hmm. So it was very easy for me to play and dabble in those things. And my conversations would lead to those things. But the reality is, what's dwelling in you? And we have to deal with that. Because mm-hmm. he says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Mm-hmm. We have to let it. That's not what was naturally in us. No. That's why they can set up these reality shows and they can make a lot of money. That's why they can sell these gossip magazines. That's why they can sell you the blogs. That's why they can sell you the social media. That's why everybody watches Bossip, follows Bossip on their timeline. Shave Room. That's why they follow Shave Room and World Star Hip Hop. That's why we read page six in New York Times. Yeah. And I love to use the word let too because it's like it wants to. Like, you know, it's not something you got to force. You just have to let it. You got to stop trying to prevent it by focusing on all the other foolishness. The word is like a river in that way. Mm -hmm. And your disobedience is like a dam. Mm. You got to lower the levees. You got to let the river of God's word flow. He said what he wants for us, he said he wants the word to flow out of us like rivers of life. Mm -hmm. But we got to drop that down. We got to lower our guard. We got to let the word rush in. It wants to. We got to just let it. That's true. It takes no work on our part. You just let. If If you're just willing to let. If you come to church and let the word really do something. Your family won't go out of church and talk about church 
in that way. They'll come out of church and talk about the word. Mm-hmm. That's where he goes next in verse 16 of Colossians chapter 3. He says, teaching, teaching and, admonishing. and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Mm-hmm. My family would get together and we did not teach each other the word. Mm-hmm. We did not admonish, admonish each other in the word. We gossiped. Yep. We sure people, did. people, I tell my family this all the time. We do family Bible study every Friday. And I tell them this all the time in opening prayer. I'm so thankful that I'm we're now coming together as a family was meant to be together. Mm-hmm. That we're now encouraging each other and loving each other the way a family Should. was meant to love. Yep. If it's truly family over everything, then you would not fill me with gossip, but you would fill me with the word of Christ. That's right. And I think part of it, too, is like with the idol thing, it's like you just do it to kill awkwardness. I feel like people, the gossip is what kind of puts the blanket, like makes, especially with your family. Sometimes, especially if you don't see them all the time, you feel a little weird around them and stuff. It's like your way of like camaraderie almost. It's interesting because we have this fallacy that we are more intimate with people when they give us intimate information. Mm -hmm. So I call it the intimacy of information. A lot of times men and women think they have Intimate relationships just because they share, talk too yeah. much. Your secrets. Yeah. They, <laughs> they're safe with me. Just think of me as the pages in your Dang. diary. No, no, Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. And it gives you a false sense of intimacy because you didn't told this person about your deepest, darkest pains. You told them about made you afraid. Sometimes people just get in the drawers off of favorite colors. <laughs> These days, I'm not These surprised. days, like... Just for knowing your he, handle. He know my favorite color. He know my Instagram handle. He know me. He know me. How he know you? <laughs> he know how much I weigh. He remember my measurements. I bet he did. <laughs> he studied, don't he? He studied it. Trigonometry. <laughs> that's the reality is that that's not what defines an intimate relationship. No, it's not. What truly defines an intimate relationship is that not that I'm willing to share the deepest parts of me... But I'm willing to share the deepest parts of God. Don't you beat me to it? You didn't even try to beat me to it, right? You just just talked over it like, God. (laughs) I'm new to this again. I'm trying to get back to this. She's like, I got to beat him to it. I don't know what to say. God. (laughs) Singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs. When you ever did that? When you just around your family just start singing? Yeah, that's what you need to do now. That's what I start doing. When they start gossiping and stuff, you just like, (laughs) 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 He's giving you the cheat sheet right here. He's giving it to you. He really is. And, and I know but your mom used to do that. Like she'd just break out in a song. Oh, right. We gotta keep. We gonna go ahead and share some. I'm gonna get intimate with this audience real quick. My mother got to a point. My mother loves the Lord, and she got to a point where she said, "Y'all too grown for this. You you say you love God. This ain't working." And so when we would come home and start on our debriefing of what happened at church, mm-hmm. mocking people, joking on people, being entertained by the foolishness instead of actually being part of the solution mm-hmm. that can make the church better. Okay. We wallowed in the foolishness that mm-hmm. is the black church. Uh-huh. 
we get to the punchline? She got up and left. <laughs> and she would get up and light leave, and everybody knew. We kind of knew why she got up and left. After so many times. After so many can't. times, you figure it out. But, you know, some of us, you know, I got six brothers and sisters, seven of us. Some of us, you know, a little more inquisitive than others. And I just went and rolled beside my mother in her bed and said, What's wrong? You don't feel well? <laughs> What's happening, Mom? You all right? <laughs> Your tummy hurt? <laughs> no, it was just, you just, you know, you how you are with your mother. You're like, everything okay? <laughs> you put on a little <laughs> yeah, boy, a little baby You boy. need anything? Some water? Some alkaline water? No, I, she doesn't need anything. She's, she's like, no, this, the problem is, is y'all are gossiping. You're tearing people down. I don't stand for that. It doesn't do right by my spirit. So take that mess out there and y'all enjoy yourself. And she asked me to leave her room. Ain't got time for it. Ain't got so time is for this it. gossiping right now? You telling me what just happened? <laughs> people I want to know. They, People for, might get it confused. I'm sharing it for a purpose. It goes with teaching and, and admonishing. And I'm telling y'all that we have to deal with it this way. What When my mother made that stance, she loved us. We say we love people, but you don't really love me if you sit and let me. Wallow, yep. She did it just the right way. Did It, it engaged. Wasn't inf- it wasn't offensive. It well, wasn't it was, com- but in the spirit. It was it was offensive in the spirit. Yeah. It was, but it wasn't confrontational. Yeah. It didn't cause confusion in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, when you confrontational, people gonna automatically come at it with defense. They can know you right, but they still gonna defend it. Mm-hmm. You just walk in the room, you're like, I don't, I can't be around y'all. Y'all run your mouth too much. Y'all just a gossiping little backsliders. Y'all, y'all the demons. Y'all the y'all not the kingdom of God. You the demon kingdom of a Satan. <laughs> The people gonna respond a certain way. Yeah, you you gotta keep you gotta the same. Use wisdom. Yeah. You still gotta let the word dwell in you richly, yes. so that comes out in your even your rebuke. Even how Jesus dealt with Peter, he said, "Get thee behind me, Satan." He didn't even say that to him. Think about it, if he said, "Get thee behind me, Peter." No, he you gave Peter him. the solid. Yeah. He he said, I, "I know it ain't you. I'm looking past you, it's mm-hmm. Satan. You, he using you. He using you." Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the person that's working right now. Mm, that's, the, mm. I'm gonna talk to the person that's working with this idle body." And all Peter was doing was showing the love that we want, that FOE, that family over everything. He said, "Jesus ain't nobody gonna do nothing to you. Punks jump up to get beat down." Mm. He said, "No, no such thing." You are a hindrance to me. And the way you're uh, bringing that story up is perfect, too, because it brings up a non-confrontational way of addressing that issue. If you feel like people around you gossiping and stuff, it's like you remind them, it's not you letting something bigger than you use you. It's, it's not, not even you. you. It's not you. I don't think you Because people, like you said, will get defensive. And, I don't think you dirty. I don't no. think you evil. I think Only you God the, know that. I think, you, <laughs> I think you're the same human I am. That's it. And I could just easily, and which we do all the time. Because we can't control this by ourselves. No. The power of the tongue yep. is beyond our control. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yes. behind the, Yes. James 3 and 8 and 9. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless the Lord our Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Exactly. 
<clears throat> we can't tame this by ourselves. Can't. So when I'm looking at people gossiping and stuff, I'm not looking at them like, look at these heathens. No. I'm looking at them like, look at these people out of control. who are out of control. Mm-hmm. Their tongue, the smallest part of their body, is able to do such things. Such damage. This person and then such praise. <laughs> the, the person who said they're filled with the spirit has a tongue that's filled with poison. How do they reconcile with that? How do they battle that? We have to let them know, it's okay. I can help you here. Mm-hmm. We need the word here. See, we turn a time of gossip to a time of teaching hey. and admonishing. Yep. We shift it. Mm-hmm. When we turn the, the time of gossip to a time of teaching yes. and admonishing. It's almost like an opportunity almost. It's like, welcome. Hi, Jesus. You're, up yeah. you're welcome to do your Jesus rant now. That's what, oh, how I see You it. was talking about that person. You know what? Let's stop right here. Let's just pray for them right now. Mm-hmm. And then once we pray for them, we're going to seal this with an amen. That's I right. mean, let it be done and let's go on to the next thing. And you if got you, another topic? You got another topic? <laughs> That's another thing too. We are such, we're so thick as thieves. A lot of our friendships are based on the foundations of flesh. So mm-hmm. that when we start to remove flesh from our life, we remove the friendship. It's true. And so people don't know what to do with each other when they That's don't got the flesh. That's the awkwardness I was talking about. That yeah. is. Some people, you're going to have to realize when you strip the glue of flesh away, you have nothing to connect with them and you're going to have to let them go. Yep. Everybody talking about I got to get certain people, cut certain people out because all this. No, you don't. You don't got to do You just got to let them go. Yep. Some of y'all, I'm telling you, especially when it comes to adults and their engagements, some of us are connected to people and we feel we owe them just because of the memories we share with them. I am not owed a relationship because of the memories we share. I'm owed a relationship because of the God we share. That's right. And people need to get to that. Jesus got to it. I'm going to tell said. you, people say all the time, like, the best the best uh, marriages are the ones that started in friendship. You're right. The best marriages are the ones that started with friendship with God. God. Yep. Because if you a friend of God and I'm a friend of God. We homies for life out here. God going to lead us together and we'll know that it's ordained by him. That's right. But our little fleshly friendship that turned into a fleshly relationship. They turned into a fleshly marriage. What is going to come of this but flesh? That's one of them innuendos. I like this. And I didn't even mean to. That's an innuendo, and I didn't even mean it. I like this, boys. You, you never really say flesh that much. No, I know. You take keep, it old school. I'm, taking, I'm keeping it clean, man. <laughs> Trying to keep it clean for the people. But I did have it. Listen, that's the reality of it. There's many of friendships that we have just because they was childhood friends. We have nothing in common but memories. And that doesn't, I don't owe you anything because of memories. Jesus Jesus said, who's my mother? Who's my brother? I was, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, you got to jump on there. Let's no, you cut me Dutch. off. Holy Ghost <laughs> Double Dutch. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's that taming of the tongue that we can't do on our own. And so we turn these moments of gossip to moments of teaching and admonishing. Mm. Moments of singing psalms yes. and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts yes. to God. Mm. See, we're changing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're changing the engagement we're having. Mm. We're enjoying God with one another, mm-hmm. not enjoying each other with, with each, each other. other. Yep. It's poison. I'm helping people out because this really transcends beyond gossip. 
It does. It transcends to the great commission. It does. And and when you think about conduct, like you think about the way you be this is a part of your daily life, your yeah. daily conversation. Absolutely. And this is it's very important. Literally, the Great Commission was Jesus telling them how they should engage with the world. Mm-hmm. And when we say we're Christians, we have taken on this great commission. To make or disciples. Or this great mission to make disciples. That involves teaching yeah. and admonishing. It involves encouraging we and edifying. For it involves singing and rejoicing and thankfulness to God. He, Paul didn't come out of prison with Barabbas that one time and meet up with the disciples and complain. No. He met up with them and they prayed and sang songs and then he went back out mm-hmm. to the, do the very thing. They got him locked up and tortured because that's the mission. When actually having a reason to be complaining. <laughs> when you just entertain by church and then you convene to have an extra special after show. Come on now, what's the difference between y'all and The Walking Dead? You watch The Walking Dead, then you watch Talking Dead. <laughs> or even just the, like, you You also, I feel like Christians, they'll talk about people who aren't believers and stuff like that. And they'll feel like it's not really gossip because they're not in our little community. Right. So it's no, I don't it's got no. It's not the commission. It's yeah. not the great commission. It's Let not. me tell y'all this. When you compromise yourself, you compromise the mission. It's true. Oh, man. Mm. They used to do with POWs. They became prisoners of war. They didn't kill them because they wanted what they had. Information. They wanted information. Wow. And they would torture them until they got the information. But once they were compromised, the mission was done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes y'all got to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, you know things. Yeah, you, you discern things. Yeah, you see things. But you got to understand when you're dealing with the enemy, you can't let them get that information out of you. Sorry. I've told too much before. I've said too much before. I've compromised the mission. <laughs> if that got back to the person I was talking about, they would no longer respect me or honor me as the man of God that I professed to be and said I was. It's true. I compromised the mission. And we got to be okay with checking ourselves. Like, you can't be too highly minded where you think everything you do is right. Like, you have to be able no. to be like, no, nah, I got to check point, myself. At, at any point, <laughs> this wild stallion of a tongue can get out of hand. Yeah. I got to pull that reins on that thing. Say, whoa, now, slugger. Mm-hmm. You don't get to just wash around in my mouth, do whatever. <laughs> I say, I think I sent you a picture, a, a video. I sent you a MRI of someone talking. Mm-hmm. And the what? You don't even see it. I must find it and send it again. And y'all Google it. Y'all, y'all that listen, Google it. Because it's amazing how the tongue looks moving when we're talking. It does. It Looks like it's possessed. For real? It looks like it's a, a, a wild animal just wiggling around in there. Was it fast forwarded or something no, like that? No. It was at normal speed? Normal speed, but we don't realize how big the tongue is and how much muscles and movement it's doing. To control it, To, yeah. to talk mm-hmm. and stuff like that. To get the sounds to, to come the out the sounds right ways. and all of that. It was so amazing to watch. And I'm like, that thing has a mind of its own. It and does. then all of a sudden, God said... Because it does. (laughs) The Bible says it does, yeah. And we have to be careful. And and we're not just telling you to stop gossiping. We're telling you what you're supposed to be doing as believers instead. Mm -hmm. He says in verse 17 of, what is it? Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. He says, and whatever you do in word or what? Deed. Deed. Do everything in the name of the Lord 
Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mm-hmm. Everything we say should be in the name of God. Mm-hmm. What are we saying? A lot of times we have these issues where somebody will come and say, keep my name out your mouth. They just be like, Natty, I heard what you said. I ain't going to go no further with it. I ain't going to hit you. I'm just telling you, keep my name out your mouth. That's not how God is. God is looking at you and he like, keep my name <laughs> in your mouth. That's right. He like, yeah, I heard you. T- I heard what you said. You was like, I ain't. I wasn't talking about you. He like, exactly. exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Keep my name mm. in your mouth. I'm saying this over and over because I want y'all to hear this yeah. when y'all gossiping. Yeah. Keep my name. Because some people hear this and be like, how do you know when to say what or what I should? Like you said, just keep if my you name keep that yeah, in, in your mouth. mouth. Yeah. If it ain't about God. That might God, be the title. That is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> keep my name in your mouth. That's the title. It's a little long, but we're going to go we with it. I love it. it. Keep my name <laughs> in your mouth. I want to say out. Uh, no, no, we we on another <laughs> level there. We take it to another side. That's the reality, though. It is. For those people who want to fake clueless and say, so what do I talk about then? I don't know what to say to anybody. When people get on my heart, who do I talk to? I don't know what to do. Don't make fun of it, cause you. I I thought like that too before this podcast. I'm not. No, I understand. I got my understanding. You got understanding. Keep my name <laughs> in, my in your mouth. That, it's the only way to tame the tongue. It's the only. As soon as you lay that God, Mm-mm-mm. as soon as you lay the name of God on that tongue, Mm-mm-mm. all of a sudden that thing turn, it calmed down. Purr. It's just so calm and relaxed. And you're like, now, nah, now, nah, good tongue, yeah. good tongue. Go ahead and bless that sister over there with some words. That's right. Go ahead and teach that young girl over there. Don't talk about the fact she got three different baby daddies. No. Don't talk about the fact she ain't got no job. Don't talk about the fact she coming here with her giblets out. And it make you feel better about yourself. Absolutely. I just got mad just now. Yeah. Make you try and make yourself feel That's better about your realize. life. Sometimes I see things and, and I'm talking to, now I'm talking to the sanctified folks. Sometimes you see things that bother you. But let me tell you this. Nothing bothers God more than you seeing things that bother you, but not bothering him. Mm. <laughs> That's the reality. I had to deal with it, too, because I seen something the other day and I, I wanted to say something to the person. And God said, you don't have that right. Yeah. Do you love her or him? <laughs> or her. <laughs> he said, then you pray for her. <coughs> he said, the praise and worship about to start. Where you Dedicated at? to her. Dedicated to, to who you believed her to be in the spirit. Dedicated because you care. Show me you care about her. That's right. Don't don't see it's easy to show other people we care about people. Oh, you must really care about her. You always talking about her. Blah, 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 blah. God, like, mm, I'm not as easily amused or no, convinced. Because he sees that heart. He sees the heart. Show me you care about her. Talk about it to me. That's right. You know, the more. My I, perspective probably way different from yours. Let me funny, share that with you. The, yeah. The funny thing, I still, the more I talked about her, the more he talked about him. 
The more he told me, the more I told him how I felt about her, the more he told me how he felt about me. Wow. The mm. more he told me how he felt about her. He said, you know, none of you and your feelings matter to the situation. Yeah. He said, Forrest, you are offended, but you're not offended to the point where you deal with it in the place it matters most. Yes. He said, won't you let me be God? That's right. He said, won't you shut your mouth and let me do it so you can see for once that it's not you, but it's me working through you. That's right. And that goes with the bothered, unburnt, what, what was oh, Unbothered yeah. but burdened because I, I realized that the, the more I find myself bothered <clears throat> by things and stuff like that, and I think about the scripture, you know, that says to get the... um. What it's like get the stuff out your own eye. Yeah, the speck. Yeah, get the speck out your own eye. It's like you, you. The more you notice about other people, it's usually you. You're seeing something that's in you, and you gotta be able to look in the mirror and, and point at yourself. And yeah, and let God be God to that person, and you Through let God you. be God in you. Mm-hmm. I can't even do what I need to do if I'm operating. It'll consume you. From my you. emotion. It'll consume you every you know what I'm time. Saying? He, he let me know. He said, Forrest, you offended. You hurt by something that you don't even know if it hurt me. You don't know what hurts me. You don't worry about that. That's right. He said, your job is to feed the sheep. I play with them. Play with them. Not sleep with them. Not sleep with them. Not imagine Not yourself with sleeping with them. Not imagine yourself <laughs> sleeping with them. Not hang with them. Not joke with them, not flirt with them, yeah. but feed them. That's right. And if you all you do is feed, and you leave the rest to God. That's it. He said, I'll handle that. I'll deal with that. I got that. I got that. Mm-hmm. You make sure you feed them. Because I need something to work with. Mm. He said, he, he makes us a living sacrifice. They only had one job. Feed them lambs and make sure they're nice and fat. He said, I want a fatted calf. Mm. We got one job. Feed them. Get them nice and fat. <laughs> and when God ready, he going to throw them on the altar. And it's going to be a sacrifice. People out here starving, man. It's, it's, people out here starving. Yeah. We're not doing enough feeding. Not We're enough feeding. people that got so much talking. work. Yeah. We do a lot of talking. Not enough feeding. Not enough feeding. That yep. ain't, the word of God is not what's on our lips. It's just not. So when we let ourselves in word or deed honor the name of God by keeping his name in our mouths we are putting ourselves in a place where we are building true relationships now mm. where people going to feel love now that's right i could have made an error yesterday i could have said something to that person that set off a chain of events that would not have glorified god but god is doing something He's doing something. He's allowing us to see this tongue. It can cause troubles that prevent the word of God of, for growing and doing what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 16 and 28 says, a dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends. Mm-hmm. All we do is separate people. That's- All yep. we do is divide. And we do that by trying to change how people perceive people. It's like you, this person you so close to. I want let me tell you a little bit of something that I know that'll 
change the way you see that person. Yeah. And that's what he's talking that, That's strife. You causing strife and now, confusion. Now, we told y'all the spiritual things you should be doing. You should be having the word dwelling richly in you. And then you should be teaching and admonishing. And you should be singing and glorifying God. But also, there's a very human part that Paul made sure. And so I'm jumping back to 1 Timothy 5, verse 14 says, So I would have the younger widows marry, bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion for slander. Mm -hmm. And so you got a job to do. Some of y'all are mothers. Go do your job. Sometimes you see mothers, they sit in a room, they ain't even talk to their child today. They spoke more of a word of gossip than they spoke anything to their children. Mm. They spoke more of a word of foolishness than they say anything to their husband. Wow. Ain't seen your husband all day. The first thing out your mouth is gossip. So he got to sit and endure your gossip. Then he got to kiss you goodnight and go to sleep and then go back to work. And then we wonder how these men be off to the races with somebody else that actually asked them what their day is. Wow. Did actually talk to them about something other than other people. Mm. He's sitting there trying to eat your pork chop and you telling them how Tamar cut his hair, cut her hair. <laughs> Did you know Tamar cut her hair? I'm not married to Tamar. I don't understand that. Run that by me again. Who's Tamar? How is that re relevant to this long day of work I had and now I'm home dealing with you? I'm sorry, who's these people at this church that I don't go to, that I don't frequent? That because you're talking about them, I would never go to? Yeah, I'm about to say you can't. never frequent? Them. Yeah. Who are your family members that you're talking about that I don't even deal with or like or love? And then be mad when you don't want to show up for cook-up. Cook-up. Then you mad because he don't want to come <laughs> to church, to your functions, at your family functions or nothing because you decided to make him your what? Your mess holder. Mm. You decide to think of him as the pages in your diary, but what you need to do is think of him as the pages of your Bible. That's right. And write a Bible that can save a soul. Mm -hmm. We missing it. We are shifting the focus. It's not just it. It's not just the mothers. All of us have things to do. Tons. I run a business. I need to be busy perfecting that business. When I'm not teaching and admonishing people in the faith, I need to be somewhere perfecting the gifts God put in me. That's right. If you're a dancer, you should be dancing. I, I should not see a dancer gossiping more than they dance. That's right. If you're an accountant, you need to be crunching numbers. You need to be building your business. You need to be doing whatever. There's things to do. That's so what Paul is saying. There's things to do. Mm -hmm. Do those things so you can give no occasion to the devil. Yep. Give no room for error to the devil. Give no room for traps and snares to the devil. That's right. Some of y'all, y'all, you're friends with people. We fellowship in church. Next thing you know, these friendships and fellowships fall apart because you didn't take advantage of the time you had with people. You gave it, you gave an occasion to the devil and he took advantage of it. He takes advantage. He's an opportunist and he doesn't miss an opportunity. Never seen him miss one. Mm -hmm. Never. Even when I wasn't paying attention, he was making sure he was good on the opportunity. No days off, man. 
Exactly. Hopefully, uh, you know, this episode helps somebody. I hope it did. I have fun. It helped me. It helped me a lot. Because it it's, it's weird when you know something is wrong, but you don't really know how to define it, and you don't really know what where does it go wrong, yeah. you know? And, and what's the ramifications? Yeah, and how do you fix it? How deep How do you is deal it? with it? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm always surprised when people look at things like... Uh, they look at things so much on the surface that they think it's so. It's just as simple as, let me just stop. Yeah, let me stop talking. I'm just not talking yeah. about nobody. I can't. It seems like I can't say nothing right. No, you could say something right, but you would have to change what dwells richly in you. That's right. You only got what you put in. If, I'm telling you, if I sat and watched, and I remember my reality show days. I, I was really into it in the heyday of reality shows. Yeah, when reality. The flavor of love. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the bad Not girls club. Not to get club. excited. But. <laughs> I was into that stuff during yeah. the golden age. The real world. Yeah. Jersey Shore. All of that. No, you never got into Jersey Shore. Uh, a little bit. Oh, okay. Road rules and real world. Oh, no. I never got into And uh, what's the BET one? College. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I got in all of those. And it's engaging to watch and, and, and be taken away from your issues for yeah. a moment. It's therapeutic. Does Christian life get boring? I need a little fantasy. Yeah. And, and uh, here's the thing. Oh, I'm being boy, sarcastic. I, no, I know. Yeah. But we're going to talk about interests, the conflict of interests. Oh. But, but that that's coming soon. But I'm going to tell you, it's, it's very fun to sin when your interest is sin. Sin becomes boring when your interest is God. We'll, we'll, another time, though. Drops <laughs> Episode 66, Real Church Matters. We talking about gossip. Keep my name in your, in mouth. your mouth. All day, every day. <laughs> I'm Forrest Hall. 